What's up, everyone? And welcome to Let's Have Cocktails. (laughs) So, hello, everyone, and welcome to our episode today, Raising a Family. Yes. Good topic. Having these badass kids. (laughs) (laughs) But, of course, we're going to get into the Roxapee before starting. So, Roxapee, I mean, Roxapee. (laughs) (laughs) Roxapee. Roxapee. This is is how strong her drinks are, y'all. So, today, we had a drink from the Tipsy Bartender, which is called the Matador. In which you have to chill your champagne glass, add two ounces of tequila, which you know I'm a little heavy handed, um, a half an ounce of fresh lime juice, three ounces of pineapple juice, shake it up, put it in a, a champagne glass, and garnish it with some pineapple wedges. Mm. In which today we did, we did, you know, do a little, <laughs> little one out the can, but it's okay. <laughs> It is good, but yes. it is strong as shit. <laughs> oh, so really good. Down. It's really good, y'all. Slow it down because we already have had other rocks and peas. So, you know. Slow down. <laughs> uh, okay, well, thank you, Roxy. <laughs> For the Roxy And it is good and it is strong. It is. I, very delicious. I need, I need some water. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got mine. <laughs> Okay, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Mm, mm, Raising mm. a family, different, you know, things that we have to consider and think about as lesbian and gay. And also, as we had in episode nine, we still have our guest, Mr. Eric. Eric. Our boo, y'all. Our boo. He come in with that sexy voice. Right. Hey, what's going on? Love it. Okay, so... Let's start off with talking about um, healthcare or the lack thereof um, within our jobs, you know, to start a family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, has um, Roxy, I'll, I'll start with you because you have a little more experience than us. Yeah, because I have um, dealt with this. In my last job, um, for the majority of the time that I've worked there, they did not offer any type of benefits for you know gay or lesbian couples um this very last year they finally started to offer infertility um treatments and i was laid off (laughs) the very (laughs) second month of the year so it was like i told them that too so i was like i'm wondering like did they let me go because and they knew i was about to cost them a bunch of money <laughs> but um yeah um the it's very far-fetched for the insurance it really is because it's very hit or miss most companies well a lot of companies i won't say most because a lot of companies are coming on to the idea of you know the lbgt community and everything but um a lot of companies do not offer assistance when it comes to you know procreating Mm. i will say because i'm more so into adopting and Mm -hmm. i have noticed um with my last two jobs that they did offer a lot of assistance um Mm. within our insurance 
for the adoption process even you get um time paid time off once you adopt to allow you yeah, time with your child yeah mm -hmm. so hmm, that's pretty interesting anybody else have y'all ever looked into those things with your jobs insurance i haven't i, I looked into it but i would say that i'm i would admit that i'm ignorant in that subject area of knowing what to look for in my insurance policy that tells me specifically I qualify for, you know, in fertilization or IVF, whatever. Yeah. I don't know the terminology and that's that's one hundred percent my fault. But my job does offer if you do adopt a child, they will fly you to the location of adoption. Mm -hmm. They will um, fly you and the child back home. And they would allow you and the other parent, if they work for, so if both parents, if they work for this company, are both allowed X amount of days off mm -hmm. after the initial adoption. Mm. Okay. That's good. Eric, Nikki, do y'all have anything? Or have y'all ever looked into it? I looked into it. My job only offers like adoption assistance. So I guess they will help you out with lawyer fees and stuff like that. But it didn't really go into detail on exactly what it covers. So and that's pretty much as far as I got with it. Okay. Thank you. My job offers same sex insurance and coverage for adoption and uh, fertility treatments. Mm -hmm. But I haven't looked into it because it was one thing like at the time I wasn't there. Yeah. As far as like, you know, where I was at in the stage Sorry, of my life. So I haven't looked into it. Okay. Interesting. I guess yeah. that's something that I will start looking into going forward because not getting any younger. Right. <laughs> and I, I do I ultimately I do want children. I guess that's that should be a question to ask. Does everybody want children? I definitely do want at least a child. Oh girl, I thought you were about to say eight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say eight too. <laughs> Singular. kids i i can go for two i'll i'll go with one but i would love to have two um i think that'd be awesome do you want to carry hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Why that not? is not my preference why not let me tell you when i was a kid when i was like i don't know how I was like 16 17 my best friend at the time i went to visit her at the hospital i got stuck there the doctor, I walked in and sat down. The doctor walked in behind me and said, Mrs. Her name, we're about to induce you. Okay. And then I picked up the phone and called her baby daddy and her mama and her sister. I said, y'all, come on down here to Jackson, Mississippi. No. And they was like, okay, Ashley, we on the way. Okay, four or five hours later, they went there. Doctor came in. I saw the the tools they used to induce her, that long tube with the balloon on the end, and they inserted it inside her, and they blew it up. Oh, God. It made me scream. I saw the baby come out. I was like, that ain't for me. That ain't, that ain't for me. But you know what? I'm all about if 
you know what I'm saying, my significant other want to have a kid, let's go. If she want to adopt, I would prefer to adopt young mm-hmm. because I feel, I mean, I will adopt older too because I know there are kids in need. But I also would like to adopt young so they I can instill, me and my partner can instill those morals and values in them early. So like how old? Um, too old or like 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 what's too old? Um, I would say, man, I don't know. I would say after like their elementary, their elementary stage, because I feel like once they become I don't want to discourage anybody from adopting an older child, but I think that it'll be harder to instill, you know, change their mentality right. after they've been through, you know, in the world and through so much. And a lot of people actually think like that. Um, a lot of my internships in college, I dealt with foster care children. Mm-hmm. And that is why, and maybe it's from my experience mm-hmm. with them, that I would be very much so open to adopting older children. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of times they do have problems, but if you take into consideration the different, like if you were tossed around from different foster home, foster mm-hmm. home, and some of these foster parents, they don't care about, they don't care about these children. They don't. And um, the things the that they experience, that's what make them. But yeah. I've also seen, I've worked with children who got adopted when they were like 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. Um, one girl in particular that got adopted when she was um, a senior in high school. And I remember her getting going to college. One of the things that she said in like a letter um, that she wrote back um, saying that how much it meant to her to have a mother with her as she was setting up her dorm. You know, because mm-hmm. things that we don't think about you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like when you people get dropped off at college, you see it in the movies or you see it with yourself. Mm-hmm. And because once you once you turn 18 as a foster mm-hmm. kid, that's it. Whatever you have on you, they give you a few dollars, which is why a lot of foster kids go into the military sometimes. That's it. You're out there. Mm-hmm. And if they if nobody prepared you or prepped you, like if you got ready for college on your own, you just setting up everything on your own. So she was like. She remembered just crying mm-hmm. because when she looked at her room, her mom, her adoptive mother had set up her room, you mm-hmm. know, and that just meant a lot to her because she never saw that in her life. She yeah. never saw that happen. Yeah, I would say I, I experienced that a little bit. I don't want to say that it's equal to somebody that adopted a child, but mm-hmm. I took on my nephew when he was like 12 mm-hmm. and I moved him states over from Mississippi to South Carolina and having him... He, I I and him both experienced so many things that he never going to the movies, mm-hmm. go like going to the skating rink, you know, like and then the traumas that he had been through trying to break that wall down, you know what I'm saying? But in the end, it was worth it, you exactly. know, going through that with him. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like stuff like that. I think I'm okay with being. Even a mother-like figure, because mm-hmm. I will. I'm, I'm not gonna say that it won't be difficult adopting an older child because they have definitely come into themselves. They've experienced a lot more than you probably did at that yes. age. Yes. So they're a lot more mature. Some of them have experienced some very traumatic things that you have to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, so some you have to be patient. So that's something to take into consideration. But I and like I said, a lot of things, a lot of our decisions at this age are based on our prior experiences. 
So I think for me, because I have literally worked, you know, on like on hand with these children, I would be open to doing that. But I can totally understand people that say, mm, no, that's not for me. I don't want to adopt. Because it, it is a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I won't say. It, it's Me just working with them was a lot. So imagine being a parent to mm-hmm. them. So, but I mean, moving forward, um, Roxy, you were saying that that was something that you were looking into. So what about infertility, like treatments and things Um, like that? My job at the time did not cover any infertility treatments. At the time when I was looking into it, they did not cover that. So that would be something completely out of pocket. It's pretty expensive, isn't it? It really is. Um, And then people don't think about the fact that for same-sex women, we have to think about the sperm. Mm. It has to come in from somewhere. And so, we have to look into donors. When we go to donors, that's the whole thing. Like, do you get somebody that you know? Do you get somebody that you don't know? Um, do you... It's just it's so many options. And so, for me, I didn't know anybody that I wanted to father my child. And so, it was automatically a donor. And when you go into looking into donors, oh, my God, (laughs) it's so many out there. You have to go through all these profiles and everything. And um, the more information that you want about the person, the more you have to pay. Mm, So the basic information that they allow you to have is like their genetic testing and stuff like that. The basic, basic things. You don't have a picture of them. You don't have anything. So I'm supposed to just pick you as a father to my child with the basic knowledge. And so for me, I want to dig deeper. So it's very, very costly. Because when you go to the doctor, they tell you that you need at least three to four vials on hand. Three to four what? Three to four vials of the sperm. So... You have to buy by vial. So, pretty much by deposit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they go in, they leave something. <laughs> we go in, <laughs> we need it, you know. And so, the doctor would tell you that you need to get like three to four starting out. And those can cost at the minimum like 500 if you don't want more information, up to like thousands of dollars. Wow. And so, part-time job. Right. <laughs> but then, then you say that they also test your genetics to match well with somebody else's genetics? Yes. Or and something? so basically, I had genetic testing done on myself, and it revealed that I have a trait of anemia. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to choose a male that has the same trait because it's almost inevitable that the child will have the same trait and so i have to look out for that trait when picking a donor and so it just gets really really deep up it's very 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 pricey especially if you start to think about i want a boy or i want a girl that's even deeper because it's ivf where they'll take the egg and they'll take his sperm fertilize it then they have to do genetic testing before they reinsert it back into you. And, honey, it can get so, 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 so pricey. And I was just like, um, 
So we just gonna wait till next year. <laughs> Because it's, it's just a lot. You have to think about yeah. so much. Just mm-hmm. you talking about it, I'm like, look. So you're, you're saying talking about can... college tuition before you even. <laughs> exactly. Right. exactly. Exactly. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, who can I suffer through and just lay down with? You know? <laughs> so are you saying that people can actually pick the sex of the child? Yeah, you can. You can pick. Well, the thing is, they fertilize the eggs with the sperm that you get and then they can test the ones that they have and see if they're male or female and then they can insert the ones that you want okay and it is not guaranteed that those were even take and that's the thing about it is that you spend all this money thousands and thousands of dollars and it's no guarantee yeah goodness like i would just i'm just like can y'all at least try about three times before we just exit (laughs) out (laughs) but no that's just paying for one round and so it, it, it gets really really crazy. now i see why people say like it's, it can take an extreme emotional toll on you it definitely does it definitely does so for you guys that anybody that wants to have children when picking a donor would you prefer to pick an anonymous donor would you prefer to pick a donor where the child can know their identity um off the top at the age of 18 or would you prefer to have somebody that you know personally donate i would say and like i say this is probably based on my experience dealing with older foster children Mm -hmm. i would probably want to deal with someone that i know because when that child gets older and think about yourself like when you go through a certain period of time where you're just trying to find out who you are learning yourself those children normally come back and they want to know so much about themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and to tell a child, well, you know, I had an anonymous donor, so I don't really know anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I think in this process, we're thinking, it's no offense to anyone, but it can almost turn into a selfish process. Yeah. Because you're just thinking about what I want to do, what I want to do, and not thinking about that child when that child get older and they come to you with questions. Yeah. Like, well, where did I come from? Um, I know I get this from you and your side of the family, but what about this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Things like that. So I think I would want to either pay the extra money to know about the donor mm-hmm. or choose someone that I know. Yeah, I agree with you. I think. I would choose either one of those two options mm-hmm. because, like you said, it's a it, it kind of it, it's a a process that you want to be perfect for yourself and your partner, mm-hmm. but you also have to think about your child. Like mm-hmm. I want my child to be able to get the answers to the question that they will have once they become of age. Exactly. Like you can also pick donors that are open to children reaching out once they get to a certain age. Not to say that they will still be alive or whatever, but yeah. You know, you can choose a donor that is open to an open process. Yeah. So what about you, Nikki? Me personally, I don't feel like I'm at that point in my life right now. Like mm-hmm. even with my current situation, like my girlfriend has a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm I'm good with that. But, you know, we have the option of having another baby. Um, because it's still on the news part, I'm not really sure about, you know, trying to have another baby. So you're saying, like, overall, even before the relationship, this is just not a topic that you 
thought about? Like you didn't consider? I mean, like to me, it, it never mattered to me. I was never one that was like, oh, I got to have a child to feel this type of way. Or I need to have a child for this. Yeah. To me, it was just like, if it happened, it happened. I was never one to like push the thing like, oh, I need to have a child in my life. Because I have nephews that I've had, you know what I'm saying, that I spend a lot of money on. So to me, it was like, oh, they practically are my kids. So, you know, I don't really look into well, I have it. I that too, it. but I still feel that. It's nothing like your own. Yeah. Yeah. I feel so that like I you still have want that, that your unconditional love from my own child that I spit out. Either through yeah. a cut or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so my like, vagina. You, you know <laughs> like you want that feeling. Me, I know that I don't want to go through nine months of being pregnant and doing it myself. I mean, don't like if myself. my like if my partner like my partner had said, you know, Hey, if you want to have a child, you have them to, you know, 38 or 39, something like that. So I'm like, okay, but me, I feel like we have a cutoff point of like 35. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you run into all these health risks. I wouldn't want to put her through that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what about, so Eric, you being a male, and how do you feel about even considering, like, donating your sperm to the sperm bank or you know to friends because you have a lot of lesbian friends like how does how does that make you feel and would you want you know contact with that child well first the sperm bank i couldn't do yeah i couldn't do i couldn't have the idea having a kid out there and me not having any connection with or any attachment to yeah um i couldn't do that yeah it always bugged me wondering okay is there another little eric out there running around so yeah Looking just like me and everything, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And at the same time, though, you know, if a friend asked me to be a sperm donor, I don't know how to do that either because mm-hmm. I don't want the kid to grow up and be completely confused about what's going on. You have parents over here, parents over there. Yeah, it would be a discussion as to how we proceed with how we're going to raise the kid. Mm-hmm. You want me involved in the kid? Am I the cool uncle on the side? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Yeah. So there are so many questions that you would have to ask to figure out. Like, would 100%. you tell the child if you're the father? Right. Or, How would you do that? You know? So, would you be open? Like, let's say a lesbian friend came to you and was like, would you be open to us, you know, like you being the sperm donor, I'm carrying the child, mm-hmm. and we co-parent? A couple of years ago, I was like, no. But now in my 40s, I'm like, yeah. because. What I guess getting older and one thing that really changed for me is I was at work one day and I saw a guy walking with his kid and the kid looked just like him. I'm like, dang, how does that feel to have a little mini me running around, mm-hmm. something that, that's part of my DNA, it's something that's me. Yeah. And it kind of changed my whole you know, perspective on mm-hmm. one of the kids and I. Yeah, I have, I have nephews and, and nieces and I take care of them, but it's not the same. Yeah. You know, I love them to death, but it's not like I don't have that same connection that I'll have with something that's me, my DNA, exactly. something that's part of me. Exactly. It's funny to hear y'all say that because I'm like the total opposite. Um, I mean, I won't get too deep into it, but that's I have several reasons why I do not want to birth a child, but that's one of them. I don't want a child that's like me and experiences something. <laughs> I mean, and not just, I'm not saying like as far, I'm just saying like things that I deal with personally and stuff, I and mm. things that I've seen with my mother, her mother, or things like that, I don't want that. 
Okay, that makes sense. I mean, I I would love to see a child that look like me because I love Mm -hmm. the way I look. (laughs) But, you know, as far as that, I don't want that coming, knowing that it came from me. So, okay. Wouldn't it be like, you know, just, you know, raising a child in, like, as far as, like, be the change you want to see? But some things, like, when it comes to mental health, some things you can't avoid. I mean, I guess. And so I don't want to pass that on. Would, would that make you be more picky with choosing a donor? Absolutely. Yeah. Want, wanting to know more about that person? Absolutely. And, and this may sound weird. Like, even if I did it with, like, a guy friend, like, if I adopted or if I, I would adopt a child knowing that they have certain issues, but it's not coming from me because I feel like I would feel guilty. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Because they get that because you can adopt a child with with mental health issues, right? But yes. you're okay with accepting that because you didn't give it to that child. Exactly. Mm. And I know that sounds like weird, but no, I never thought about it like that. I never ever yeah. thought about it. I would I would feel guilty. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Well, I will say in going through the whole donor situation, because I have looked for a donor and it is oh my gosh like it in picking someone that you absolutely don't have any connection to at all you don't be around them you don't see them they're you know you don't know their personality you you feel like they can put anything on paper you know that's true and so you are so particular when it comes to anything, anything that comes up that you don't like, it's like, okay, next, next. <laughs> and so, I don't know. I think it prolongs mm-hmm. the process for us as, you know, lesbians because we keep putting it off like, oh, you know what? My insurance didn't line up this year. <laughs> yeah. My funds didn't line up this year. Let me just push it back another year. Yeah. And before you know it, you're 38, 39 and still having a conversation <laughs> yeah. about if you want right. to have children. Exactly. Whereas I I truly wholeheartedly believe if I was straight by now, I would have had at least one. That's what I be thinking. I be like, <laughs> at least one or two. Look, why didn't give me one when I was busting it wild? <laughs> 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 Here's my question for you, though. Okay. Like, does it feel weird to, to look through a catalog to pick your kids from? It, it feels extremely that's how, that's how weird. Like, it'd be weird. It's weird because you have to go from, oh, what kind of eyes does he have? What kind of nose does he have? What what color hair does he have? You know, it's like... Well, does it tell you about not, like their mental health issues? So it does. You have to pay for You have right? to pay for different for levels of information. information. So, you can also pay up all the way up until an adult picture of him. But so, by the time you do that, that's like four or five hundred dollars just for, for one the information. Person. On one, one person. And I'm just and see for me, I would just be thinking like, even if I get that information, did they run tests? Right. Did they do evaluations on like psych evals on these see, people? They do. Or is this just information that people provided on a form? What's the basic information that you get on there? The basic information is stuff like, you know, their age. Um, you also get to know if they have like been a donor for other successful moms. Um, yeah, you can see that. Uh, you will see like their color, like 
their ethnicity, their eye color, you know, the very basic baby things. picture, right? Mm, you got to no. pay for that. You got to pay for a baby picture. picture. Okay, <laughs> that's not just available. Okay. Um, I'm going to that business, right? Very basic things that you're supposed to have a whole kid with, you know. Wow. So it's inevitable that you're going to buy more information. But the thing is, once you buy more information for one person, and then you find something that you don't like, then you move on to the next person. You have to pay again. For that much information for them, oh, so we we talking three to six hundred dollars per time. donor, looking look. into their background before you even decide it is them, and then another fifteen to three hundred thousand, three hundred no three thousand dollars per vow of of sperm. That's crazy, Eric. How much you charging? Right. <laughs> <laughs> how much you charging for your sperm? <laughs> But, but speaking of the process, it, it just seems like a really tedious, expensive process mm-hmm. with going through the um, fertilization or IVF treatment. Yeah. But like, That's just uh, IUD. I, you I? IUD? I. Oh, it's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> but with you saying all of this, because a lot, my only experience with it is seeing what I've seen on TV. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they don't go with as far into detail as you have gone, but. Mm-hmm. They'll say like how much trouble it is, how much it, and sometimes it weighs heavily on relationships for the people mm-hmm. in relationships because sometimes some one partner is like I'm tired of dealing with this. Mm-hmm. We're putting out too much money. We're running. We're going into debt mm-hmm. right now to have a child. Or it that, don't take. Yeah, it doesn't take. It and then that part that's a and the person discussion exactly when she goes like it don't take like you do we go back to that weighs heavily emotionally mentally, on, mentally, yeah. on the the person that's trying to get pregnant. It's like a financial burden for one. And it's not even just the financial. You have to think about what this person really went through mentally. Mm-hmm. They have been given injections in their stomach to you know have that fertility. They have been going to the doctor weekly to check you know what the numbers are with their and are you pregnant are you not things because i'm like in this room of course you know you have some of us who drink some of us who smoke so you have to like stop all of that when you start trying to take those fertility drugs to get pregnant Mm-hmm. So you like the things like, that come down? That wine for you can't. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then it turn out that I'm pregnant. Oh, baby! That's what I'm saying. It can so make a person want to give up. You know, yeah. calm you down, or you start beating yourself up because you're like, "Well, what's wrong with me?" And then that's yes. another issue yeah. because people start to find out that they have issues. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, um, that, to where or to be told because this is I've said in any of my relationships, I've told my partners, look. I'm not carrying the baby. And all y'all know, majority of the, my relationships have all pretty much been studs, stems, whatever. Ain't nothing wrong with your organs, boo. You you can have a baby. Most of them have all been like, yeah, I'll do it. But the only way I'll tell them that I will have the baby is if we're trying and trying. And the doctor comes, comes back and says, you are not physically capable to carry a baby. Mm-hmm. So if we've been trying, I would not be that selfish. And I would say, okay, well, if I'm capable... Yes. I'll carry. Yeah, I feel the same way. But yeah. going in, no. Yeah. You yeah, we gonna we gonna put you agree, if you want this baby. Yeah, but that those are things that you have to go through beforehand yeah. too. I because I have had my ovaries tested to see if they're viable. Like mm. they're not at their last leg. <laughs> 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 we know that. Like it was plenty to go around. 
children to go around. So you have to go through those beforehand too. So it, it won't be a surprise, you know. It would be in your initial visits that you know, listen, your body is not up to date. Girl, you do not have an expectation. Right. You have a birthday. Okay, oh let's change that. Not up to date, but it's just not the best option for us to start out with because you have to think about we're dumping thousands of dollars yes. in to, you know, get you pregnant. If we test you and you look like, and I look like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then we need to go with the oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like, and just try there because we don't have any guarantees once we're dumping all that money in to get pregnant. And so we have to go with the best option that we see fit. Yeah. So, yeah. so with, you know, the infertility, you know, IBS being so expensive and not a for sure guarantee that you have a child mm-hmm. with adoption how do y'all feel about that and the laws in some states that keeps us from adopting children like specifically texas i really think oh, it's it does? oh yeah texas has this um religious law that allows adoption agencies to deny mm-hmm. yeah. a same-sex couple to adopt a child based off religious views yeah i guess i forget sometimes that there are these laws are extremely old that mm-hmm. they they haven't changed so i i assume because a lot of adoption agencies are okay with it but i forget that it is a law that if they wanted to deny you they can they can and, and so, it does happen it does happen especially in texas it does happen when you go to certain agencies they will deny same-sex couples an, adop- an adoption and it's crazy to me because you know this child is going to sit in the foster home for yes. more months when you have a viable couple here mm-hmm. who shows the correct income they show the correct credentials in order to take care of a child but yet they say no yeah but just because of sense. what you are doing in your bedroom yeah that's yep. and it's crazy to think that, to know that that happens. To me, I just, I guess I never... It definitely does happen. Yes. And people think that adoption is cheap. And it's no. not. Oh, no. <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> no. On, on top of all the certifications and classes and all these other things you have to take. Process. It's a, a very, very long, long process. process. You might as yes. well have your child. Yeah, because you yeah. gotta have the home visits. Yeah, all of these things. And if you're, um, they gotta look into everything. If you are in a relationship, they gotta interview and mm-hmm. look into that. They gotta talk to your family, family, your partner. They gotta, they gotta interview your family. Yeah. they gotta Check know your what your life background. is like. They exactly. really have to examine everything. And that's kind of crazy to me when I think about it because I think about some of the foster parents that I've known personally yeah like some of the family members that i know have fostered children that were not <laughs> the type of people that should have been fostering no kids and they were get just recollecting that check and just having these children with In these different home. disabilities just because they could collect that check but then you have a stable home in a homosexual relationship and they won't allow you to have them so um this is kind of off topic, but when you said it, I just thought about it. How do you all feel? Would you all be foster parents? I would. 
I would be I open to it. I don't think I could because I wouldn't want to let him go. That's awesome. I would do it. I would do it. But I know I would get attached. I know I would get attached. But if you foster, you can eventually adopt her if mm-hmm. you wanted to. You yeah. can after so much time, and it, it yeah. and then the thing it about ha- foster the parent kids, has to be deemed exactly. unfit, okay. like okay. like permanently. Sometimes, as a foster parent, you're taking in children. Like let's say a, a mother is on drugs, but they they haven't taken the child from her, right. but she's gone to jail. So while she's in jail, or maybe, she's in rehab, or she's in rehab, mm-hmm. so they need somewhere to put the child until yeah. they get out. It's funny you say that. I have a friend. Uh, she had one biological child, and then they wanted to adopt or foster. Mm-hmm. And the the lady had eight kids, mm-hmm. and she was a drug addict. So my friend adopted one of the boys, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, well, she has eight other kids. How do you feel about taking some of the other ones? So well, she, she, yeah, she ended up taking uh, three more boys. So she has four, I'm sorry, two more of the boys. Wow. Yeah. I've always said, I don't. To keep families together. Yeah, because I think about how it would be if my me and my siblings were split. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always said, I don't want, I personally don't want a baby. I don't want a child under the age of like. If you can't get up in the morning and fix your own cereal, <laughs> I don't have to babysit now. Well, I don't mind like babysitting. That's different. So I'm saying, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> babysitting you can get them back. Right. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, but I've always said if I went to adopt like a child that's the age seven or above, and they had siblings or like a baby sibling, that would be the only way yeah. I would purposely adopt a baby yeah. because I do not want to split up children. And for her, one baby was nine but months eight. old. Other baby it was nine, two, and three. Mm-hmm. She dumped them all. See, so. I knew I knew of a lesbian couple when I first moved here. I met this girl, her and her girlfriend. It was a feminist stud. It was the stud's idea mm-hmm. to uh, to foster the the children. It was siblings, as you mentioned. I think it was like three of them. Okay. But in the end, it was toxic. It was just straight up toxic, you know what I'm saying? And so, what but do you also mean, say toxic, like what you mean, like the relationship was toxic, or the relationship, the relationship with the kids, or the kids? Was toxic? both. Because okay, in in, in beginning, it was the stud's idea, okay. like hey, we should foster children, whatever. There was the film wasn't on, but she went ahead and did it. They did it. The film got attached to the children, and the stud kind of felt like not, that attention has been taken away from me. Oh. It has been given to the children. And so things happened, and um, eventually, the stud gave the film an ultimatum: either it's me or these kids. Wow! And it was her idea. And it was her idea initially. She got jealous. She did. Crazy. Crazy. But so, you hear that a lot, like with men and women. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with anybody. I mean, that there's a complete shift in the attention mm-hmm. when you're having children. So this might be a little off topic. Topic. Do y'all think it's easier for lesbian couples or gay couples to adopt? I think it's about the same. About the I same? Be, but I don't know. I don't know people, because people, people look at two men yeah. and they think, they think right. the wrong thing. Right, exactly. They think, they think the wrong thing. I don't think lesbian couples. I think it's more easier for lesbian yeah. couples to adopt. And, and I mean, of course, we want to say it doesn't matter because we know none of us would ever, ever in our life harm a child. But the heterosexual community feel like gay males yeah. are more likely to do that. Right. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, it's reality even though it's not true. Right. So, yeah. I think it, yeah. It's the perception. 
It's yes. not reality. But it's the perception that they get. So, Eric, how do you feel about adopting? Do you want children like you and your partner now? Do you think y'all would be open or no? Uh, he says no. Okay. <laughs> and if he does not want to adopt. What if you uh, were single? Would you? If I was single, I would. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm kind of still trying to maybe convince him later, mm -hmm. but I would because I know this is something we're going to talk about later. There are so many black boys and girls who mm -hmm. need to be adopted and they're being overlooked by people because nobody wants to adopt a little black boy. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, which is bad because I don't know why people avoid it, but yeah, there's, there's so many kids out there who need good parents okay. who are being looked over just because they're black. Yeah. So that brings me to this question: Would you all adopt someone of another, adopt children of another race? For me, I feel like, and this is my honest opinion, I would prefer to, to adopt a black child because mm -hmm. I can connect and relate to that child more of what they may be going through in life. I may be, I may not be able to connect what they have been through, right? As far as their their life prior to me. But I feel like I can connect with them better than a child of a different race. And I also feel like we are the ones that's in the system more. Yes. Right. You know, that's yes. left behind. We, the black children, children of color. Right. Yes. Children yes. Of color. yes. Children of color. Yeah, right. Period. I, mean, I, I, I feel like I would behind. adopt any kid, but yes. my priority, and yeah. I hate to say it that way, but I feel like I would go for the black child, especially yes. black boys, because they're in the system forever. They are. Yeah. Shouldn't say forever, but for a long time. Because they have so, that stigma. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I def, like, Ashley, like you were saying, my honest opinion right now, if you would have asked me this in my 20s, I would have said, oh, any child. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But considering where I'm at now and what I see in the world, mm -hmm. I just think it's so, so important to love on our black children. To love yes. on all children. Yes. But our young black children, I would only adopt. Yeah, and, and like Eric mentioned and Roxy mentioned, like they're overlooked so much. Yeah. Like people people don't want a black sixteen year old male. Right. Because let's be real, society looks at that male as a man. Yeah. So yeah. That would be taking on, you're taking on a lot of, if you were to adopt a young black male, that's taking on some responsibility. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. But, but yeah, people not giving this person a chance yeah. just because they're black or whatever. Defining yeah. them before they get to know them. That's true. But I will say that I do not have the preference to raise a child alone. I don't. And I think that that's the reason why I have pushed it back for years upon years is because my godson gives me a run for my fucking money. <laughs> like, he's only three, but he is so smart. He's talking and he's doing the most. And I had him, like, from Wednesday to Sunday, and oh my God, I almost lost three lives. <laughs> like, um, when can we meet? Because it's a lot. He talks so much and everything. So it's just like, it makes me second guess like are you really ready for this because by the time you have a kid that'd be like four years down the line that he'll be this age talking and being very interactive like and i just realized i can't do this by myself it's funny because at this age i cannot i had a situation i guess it was maybe two weeks ago i had my nephew one night for friday night perfect he played nintendo all night he's five 
Mm -hmm. Nintendo, he wanted pizza, he wanted chips, he wanted pretzels. No problem. Mm -hmm. Saturday and Sunday, I got my nieces. Uh -oh. 7 to 10. Completely different. Completely different. Yeah. On Friday, I was like, oh, I can do this. Saturday, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, I can't do it. And maybe because there was two of them, but mm -hmm. it was completely different. It's funny how kids are so girls, different. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, they were mm -hmm. bickering with each other because one didn't want to play with the other one. I was like, Taking you home on Sunday. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not going to stop the car and get y'all asses out and just keep going. It is you know? different between boys and girls. It's, it's, it's a pretty sensitive subject for me because I've always, and Roxy, I've always told you this, I'm okay with adopting. And I honestly, I've always saw myself as a single parent. Um, you know, I recently came out of a relationship and I had gotten accustomed to the idea because we discussed we talked heavily in detail about raising a family. Mm -hmm. And so I, in my mind, I became accustomed to thinking that I was going to be raising a family with this person. Mm -hmm. So I saw myself having, having a family, like a two-parent home, um, at least two children, and that's how I envisioned. Mm -hmm. And I was excited. Like, I got to a point that's what it was, and now I feel like I'm back in a space where, okay, this is why I was just always set with just adopting on my own. Yeah. And so now I feel like that's going to have to, that's going to be something hard. Even if I got into a relationship now, if they have that conversation with me, my response would probably be, I'm adopting children whether you want to or not. Okay. Like so what I'm doing because I don't know if this relationship is going to last. So if I make the decision to adopt children, I'm doing it with or without yeah that person because if i want to have children i'm not waiting for another failed relationship and then sit here and have to yeah. start my my thought process over again so mm -hmm. do you erase you adopt or have a, without a partner roxy yes. you prefer to have a partner mm -hmm. nikki what about you do you if if you made the decision that you want a child do you prefer to have a partner or would you be okay with doing it as a single person i prefer to have a partner yeah, like it's a lot of work. No offense, it's a lot of work. People can leave and, you, know, you know. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, but if she's asking for preference. Yeah. yeah. And my preference is to have a partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People can leave. People can die. You can die. You know, it's just like my preference is to have it on my own, so I don't have to worry about. I mean, you person. are having it. Well, <laughs> I personally <laughs> would be having it, so it's. Technically, my child, because in same-sex relationships, the responsibility of a child is not passed over just like when a male signs a birth certificate, then that's their child. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing when you're dealing with same-sex marriages mm -hmm. or same-sex couples. They are not entitled to that child. You birth that child, that's your child. Mm -hmm. And if they do not legally adopt that child, those are all your responsibilities, not the other person's. Like Domo and Chrissy. Perfect example. You know Domo? I know, but I don't know the situation. So, uh, Quick, very, 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 very quick synopsis. Domo stood Chrissy film. They was together. Mm -hmm. Chrissy didn't want a child. Domo wanted a child. Domo had a child. And Chrissy connected. In the future, they split up. But Cr Chrissy had developed a connection. But because Chrissy cheated. Because Chrissy then, <laughs> but because Chrissy then legally adopt that child, mm. she did not have rights to that child. She wanted it, 
but she failed to go through the process of adopting that child. Did she have a tattoo or something? Yeah, big ass tattoo. Yeah. So it's it's just it's him at all. Yeah. And it's just a stick the sticky the ugly truth of having a child in a lesbian relationship with one you know, where two people can have a biological child. Mm -hmm. If the if the other partner doesn't legally adopt that child, they have no rights. They have no say so if they split up. Okay, so let me ask y'all this. Um just throwing this out here. So pretty much I'm the only one whose preference is I don't have to have a partner. Mm -hmm. So with you all saying that you would prefer to have a partner. Mm -hmm. Well, Eric, did you say? I didn't say. Um, he said his partner would not like to have yeah, a child. Yeah, he said he would have one. But, but if he was single, he would. Yeah, I'm saying I'd do it on my own. Yeah. Okay. So I would have a problem. I mean, it'd be, it would be tough, but I would way do it. Way tough. I would do so it. let me ask y'all this. <laughs> um, let's say you decide to have a child. Mm-hmm. And at the at that time you're not in a relationship, you don't necessarily have a partner, but you know you have a connection with an ex, a friend or something. And they're like, Well, and y'all have a conversation. <laughs> Listen. And y'all need to see the video right now. about having children but now we're single we realize we're not trying to be together but would mm-hmm. you be willing to co-parent with an ex if you're ready to have children let's say you're mm-hmm. a lot of y'all cut off ages way before 40 mm-hmm. so let's say you 37 38 i'm 39 so if you're that age and you're like i want to have a child and your ex is on board would you be willing to co-parent and y'all start Man. a family? That's oh, deep. And y'all not be like y'all understand y'all not trying to be together. All y'all so, is co-parent. I think that I can do that with a friend more so than uh, an ex. Than oh, ex, right? An ex, ex for a friend. Reason. They're ex with for a, reason. With a friend, <laughs> yes, but with an ex, I don't see that working out mm. for me because eventually we will start dating right. other people in that focus will not be the child it would be their other relationships and then now i got to deal with who are you motherfuckers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got to deal with the fact that i brought somebody back into my life and so do you trust my person around the child do i trust your person around a child what do they feel like what do they treat my child like under you know no supervision you leaving my child with them I, I just would prefer not to deal with that. With a best friend or a friend of mine, I feel like, okay, bitch, you know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so don't so you have nobody. See, I think they're going to leap into thinking like the mores and values of the person you want. And I know a lot of heterosexual couples don't think this deep, but I feel like when you decide to have a child with somebody, you need to look. Reality is, y'all may not be together forever. That's the reality. So, and and so you should think about their morals and values mm-hmm. and integrity as a person. Yeah. Even when they're upset, even when they're sad, 
know what I'm saying? Like, how do they act or how do they treat that waiter? How do they treat, you know, the people that most people look down on the degrade? Like, if you are a good person, like, I feel like you would be a good parent. I don't know if they answered the question, but no, yeah. it does. <laughs> I don't know if it's the liquor. I'm just getting all emotional with this shit. <laughs> I gotta get pregnant tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> because I do want children, but I just I don't know. Just this, okay. Um, moving on. I was gonna say all I know is I know my exes, and there's no way. <laughs> I, there's no I've heard stories. <laughs> You've heard stories, and there's, there's no, no way. way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, I there are a couple, two exes. Well, one in particular that I know I would. So let, let's say y'all parent. Let's say y'all met a family. I definitely feel like I can co-parent with some exes, but at the same one. time, do I want to be with your mother? I don't think it'll be the child. I just think that it'll be more so with dealing with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to be with your ex. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Just let my sister and, and, and my niece take care of them. I don't know. <laughs> so for everybody that's is that wants a kid and you meet a partner, y'all get married. Do you want to have a child immediately after getting married, or do you want to enjoy y'all each other for a minute and then start a family? I would want to enjoy my marriage. I guess it depends on yeah, how I long want to enjoy my marriage, too. but at this age, right. I don't think that's possible. No, we need to. In our dating, we better take a few trips because <laughs> <Right>. it's time. <laughs> These offers I get no younger, and I gotta get that child in there. Like we got you can freeze your eggs, all right? You can freeze your no, eggs. No, ain't no freezing of no eggs. <laughs> That's even more money. <laughs> when we talk about freezing eggs and insert them, and I, no, that that's even sounds... more. It's even more yeah. money. And, and so no. So what we can do is have this child leave it with my niece for the weekend <laughs> <laughs> to go to Cabo. She's a designated babysitter. <laughs> and she knows it too. She, she knows. Know, she knows. She's pressing me like, TT, listen, if you don't have one next year, you need to just stop. I was like, what? I'm not, the, I'm not even that old. She's just like, yeah. I was like, well, okay, well, I'm going to have twins and I need you to move in. She's like, what now? <laughs> now? Don't be talking about no what now. Roxy always throwing that out. She even threw that out to me. Look, if I have twins, I'm like, Maybe I ain't gonna be able to do it by myself. Roxy is gonna be the kind of person she need the whole village. Everybody, everybody. Yeah. She means. Oh, mean, oh, we used to work together in nineteen. <laughs> okay, can you babysit tonight? All hands, <laughs> all day. So we don't do that. What do you mean we don't babysit? What you mean? This, this is your god child. This is your niece. <laughs> uh, Anise, I'm going yes. to off the phone with you. The baby, yes. we're on our way. Okay? I be talking to my sister like, listen, I know you all. <laughs> we on our way. <laughs> I pull up. She's standing at the door. With the car seat. Mm-hmm. So, no, she won't even, she'll be in the house because I'm sure she's going to already have a kid. Yeah. So, okay, what if you meet somebody that already have kids? Would you still mm-hmm. want to have additional kids on top of the kids they already have? It depends on how many kids they have, honestly. If and they also, have about two or three, we straight. <laughs> what, what's the age? The age matter? Yeah, it does. Oh, I feel like the age matters. matters that does. Because are you looking at a babysitter? Like, are you looking at like daycare? Oh, daycare. Like, I've been you know, 
a date I prefer Unless to, if real. I date women with children, I prefer to date women with older children. And let's be real. It's a lot of lesbian you get with a lesbian, she'd be like, Yeah, but this person I was with previously is oh, still no, no, I've done that. No. Nope. Oh, I definitely have dealt with that. Like I even had an ex to where they even named the child after her. Like what? it was not her kid. What? This person was married when they, I mean, not married, but pregnant when they got together and they didn't know. But, you know, after a few weeks, they knew, like, she's pregnant. So the child came out. She named the child after her and everything. Wow. And this motherfucker would call with a two-month-old baby talking about they want to talk to you. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Two months? <laughs> <laughs> Assisting with raising that child and the the ex also playing a role in that child's life. What I'm saying is that it was a (laughs) no-go. It was a no-go for me or two-month-old to be calling her talking about she want to talk. Like, no. That that was crazy to me. And and that relationship ended with them and the child. Even though the child was named after her and everything, it had to go. I mean, yeah. what? Okay, this is my question. My question is, what about dealing with somebody who has an older child? Okay, so that's older. completely different. Okay, that's completely different. If if she had an older child, like for me, my preference in in age would be below the teenage years because teenagers are ruthless. Yes, very <laughs> and I know that because I have teenagers. My sister has teenagers that I'm very close to. And they're just different, you know, mm-hmm. in dealing with them and getting them on they the same opinions. page. Yep. They have opinions. They talk back. You want to slap them in the mouth. <laughs> you do, you do slap them in the mouth. You know, things like that. So you don't, you know, for me, I, I would prefer if I dated someone that their children are below that age or above. Like 18, get your ass out age. <laughs> Eric, have you, Eric, have you ever dated a guy with kids? No. No? No. The, okay. the guys I dated in the past could barely take care of themselves. Okay, okay, okay. No, so, no, no, I take it back. The, the, I take it back. I lie. I did. One time before. I had a situation where I did date someone that 
that had a child. But they, well, no, they didn't have a child. They dated a girl prior to had a child, but they didn't tell me. And, and they, they were oh. still, quote unquote, co-parenting. Oh. Well, I ended up finding out because I thought she was cheating. Because I, I did, because I would always catch her like getting off the phone. It was this certain girl that was always calling, and finally she sat down and told me, and she was like, "Well, my ex girlfriend, you know, she had a, um, she had just had a baby around the time that we hooked up, and so I've always been in a child's life. So that's my child." And I was like, "That's not your child. You did not nut in her. That is not your child." <laughs> Because I was it's the truth. It's the truth. And I was pissed off because I was like, number one, you hid it from me. That's something you tell somebody when y'all talking. And I was like, now you're looking at me telling me that you expect me to accept this when one, you hid it from me. You shouldn't and, have hid it. And the way that I found out, and now this girl has I was like, you have put me and this girl against each other because she's thinking I have a problem with you taking care of the child that you've always been helping her take care of mm -hmm. when I have a problem with the fact that you hid it. You yeah. And now I'm expected by both of y'all to just accept it yeah. when it was never presented to me. Yeah, so, because I may not have continued this situation if I had known. You didn't give me any option. Right, and I was like, she's always calling you. She's always calling you. And she's like, well, it's for the child. I don't know that. That's what I was like. Because she was always calling her, too. And I was just like, damn, how many more pampers do you fucking need? At 11 o'clock at night, what is this baby? What is the child's bedtime? Why, why, the, the why baby, baby ain't going to talk at this hour. So I know you, that. You reminded me of something. I said I didn't date you by the little kid, but I did. And his kid, I think she was, let's say, two. Yeah. Um, but the ex-wife didn't know. That he did, supposedly didn't know that he was gay. Oh, so mm -hmm. I if the kid was over there, I couldn't go <laughs> over there. Uh, she could, we could take pictures together. We couldn't do certain things together because he didn't want the ex-wife to find out what was going on. Wow, yeah, this, this, that's so, a lot. How does that make you feel? It was, it was bad. I mean, I, I was, I try to be very understanding because I'm like, everybody has different situations. Everybody has different situations, right. and I was trying to be understanding because he was supposedly newly gay, mm -hmm. but we broke up because he clearly was not really gay, he'd been gay. Uh, <laughs> he just didn't want to come out. Right. No, he'd just been gay with everybody in town. But, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. But, but it was a hard situation for us because I'm like, I don't, is, this, is, is it going to always be like this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the question. You know, so, so last, last topic, last question. Does religion play a factor in raising a family? For me, yes. It definitely has some bearings, especially if someone is completely religious and you aren't, right. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. You know, it definitely has some bearings, but for me, it does. Like, I don't want to raise them atheists. Right, I was about to say <laughs> so, so they don't have to necessarily be the Your same religion, religion yes, like a Christianity me. or Muslim, whatever, but for me to have a belief. No, so your your partner has to be a Christian. We have to be on the same page, yes. Hmm. That's interesting. Because That's how interesting. am I gonna, how am I gonna what are we then we're gonna have to sit down and decide how are we going to raise them? But are are you raising them based off the biblical teachings? Well I wasn't or I mean, you? ultimately I guess I was, but I mean I'm not like I don't go to church every single Sunday. You know what I'm saying? But I have a 
strong relationship with God. That's the way my grandmother taught me is to make sure you have a relationship with God. So that's we have to be on that same page. So what I'm saying is like if you're Muslim, I I can have friends and know people that are, but I I'm not. I want to right because I'm like how how are we gonna do that? Because if you're Muslim, they have strong beliefs and you know ways that you have to follow mm -hmm. so what are we so if if you're teaching a child one thing and they're seeing me do another i i just don't see i would yes. prefer i'm but saying you i would prefer no, that well, don't celebrate birthdays that don't celebrate holidays, holidays and stuff yeah, like that. all like, you um, do is really just you basically live Jehovah Witness. Yes. But what what if you meet somebody that they're not a christian but they believe in god but well, they don't believe in the typical traditional you know what I'm saying, teachings of the Bible, which is, let's be real, one of them biggest, homosexuality. Like, you teach your child, like, like, do you feel like they have to be? All the thing I want you to do is build and build a strong relationship of your own. That's how I was taught. You build a relationship. Spirituality. Yes. You build a relationship with God. And sometimes... People are not going to understand what God tells you to do, the path that he puts you on. Everybody ain't going to understand it. That's where I'm at with it. Mm -hmm. Build that relationship. Do, I will, you know, push for my children to go to church and everything, but I want them to understand that outside of church and these teachings, your relationship, make sure you build that relationship with him so that you can hear him when he speaks to you. Because what he tells you, sometimes what he tells you is not, I'm going to go against it. Even as your mother, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So that's what, so if I have a partner and we're on the same page as that. But what I'm saying is like, if you're in a, if you have like the, the nation of Islam or, you know, like Jewish, it's certain things that they, certain teachings that they, you know, stick to. And yeah, and I'm not saying any of that is wrong. No, but, but I'm not we're, we're just we're just saying that is it's different. Yeah. No, I'm just saying like for for our listeners, we're just saying that different religions have different teachings. Yes. And so you're basically out of what you're saying is you want your child to grow. You want you have the you rather raise a child with a partner that you guys have the same teachings. Yes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Not to say any any religion is is wrong. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's cool. So, hey. for anybody else? <laughs> yeah. Are, are y'all religious? Would you like your child to grow up with the same beliefs? Mm. Uh, that's, that's a touchy one. I'm, I grew up Southern Baptist. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's a little much for it me. <laughs> like, Even for me. So, so I, I don't know if I can push that to a child. Now but that I'm older, I go to another church mm -hmm. out here in Texas. And I would say they they don't have a denomination, do it. Some are non-denominational. Some churches are. Uh, they don't specifically don't say it. They don't say it, but they. But I think they preach they more definitely so towards are more world. open. I think that a lot of these more mega churches, mm -hmm. they kind of tip. Yeah, they kind of they kind of told a line. That sexuality they part. Because they, told line. they know what their congregation is made of. Yes. And they don't want so much of the tides running up the dump. I'm going to be honest. And, and see, and that's and where I guess, like, Ashley, like, I'm glad you, you pointed that out for me. It was like, it's not about religion. It's spirituality. It's and spirituality. Like, my yeah. biggest thing is just your connection with a higher power. 
you know, and we share, and as long as we're sharing the same morals and values and things like that, then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But, like, all I'm saying is we just have to be connected because if my partner is saying, oh, well, the children need to wear skirts all the time. I'm not, I can't force that on my child and I'm not wearing skirts all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So now we're battling with each other and the child is seeing this and they're like, well, damn, I don't want no parts of none of this shit. I'm going to just go out here. You know what I'm saying? They're going to look at religion being conflict. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying. I just want us to be on one accord with the spirituality in our home. Mm -hmm. And I will also let my, now don't get me wrong to our listeners. I will also respect my child as they grow that if they find, if they seek other avenues, you know, mm-hmm. for spirituality, by all means, do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? long as it's nothing that's harming you or, you know, changing your heart, your values, morals, I'm good. Yeah. So ultimately, I guess everybody feel like you would, could anybody at the table date somebody of a different belief? Anybody. I feel like yeah. You could. I feel like I could. It depends on the belief. I don't. I feel like it depends on the belief. I don't think. I don't know that I could because I'm thinking like I'm thinking on separate spectrums. Like me having a high power God and they're atheists. That's Mm -hmm. I can do that. Like you don't believe in shit. (laughs) I don't. I don't know that I could. Okay. I will say that it depends on the belief. Right. Yeah. I think it depends. It depends on the belief. Solely on the belief, and so I think we have to line up somewhere in mm-hmm. the middle because when you think about bringing children into something, you have to have a baseline, and you have to communicate that to the child. Yeah. And so if you're going to be bumping heads, that's not going to work. Not at all. Okay. Well, I think we all had a good conversation. I'm sure our listeners out there, you all probably have a lot more else to say. Y'all want to rip us a little bit? Okay. Yo, feel free. Hey, hit us up on our email. Instagram. We're we're very open-minded and we're very open to different perspectives. Yes. So, uh, whenever you all listen to us, I hope you all do catch that vibe that we're just speaking on, you know, like how we are in relationships, and thank God for a lot of you all. Y'all ain't got to date us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but of course, we want to hear more from you. If there's anything mm-hmm. that you disagree with, yes. we would love to hear. We're always open to um, different opinions, comments, thoughts, concerns. If you're listening to us and be like, baby, I'm worried about you, you know, just let us know. Let us know. Yeah, so you can hit mm-hmm. us up on Instagram at Let's Have Cocktails. Our um, email address is at, I mean, Let's Have Cocktails at gmail.com. <laughs> um, also, when you listen to us on our different streaming networks, Spotify, podcast, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, be sure to like, follow, comment, and share. Um, if you get a chance, please leave us a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just want to reach out on Instagram, we're all, that's the main place you can always find us. Yeah. Um, if you follow any of our main pages, hit us up. And so 
with that being said, if anybody has nothing else to say, oh, and so please, please, please forgive me. We have to thank yes. our boys yes. for joining in on the conversation. Thank you, thank oh you for God. coming. Eric, thank you thank you. Yeah. We appreciate you. Would you come back? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> So we welcome, you know, any t we'll let you know like what our topics are anytime you want to come back. You know, yeah. just hit us up. Sounds good. Um, and with that being said, well, I don't, I finished all of my drinks. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But if I had a drink. I do want a drink. <laughs> I'll drink today. <laughs> and we'll catch you guys later.